Alright guys, so today I've got Hamina Campbell talking to me on this episode of Chat with the Coach. And uh, me and Hamina have known each other for a long, long time. She was pretty much uh, yeah, part of uh, part of where I worked when I, I kind of started out as a personal trainer. So so today we, we are going to be talking personal training and uh, and obviously Hamina's kind of journey into personal training. So sound good, uh, Hamina? Yeah, no, great. Okay. All right, guys. So welcome to Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training. I'm James Griffiths, and today we have a new episode of Chat with the Coach. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. And remember, we add new content every Monday. All right, Hamina. So I guess the uh, the easy question is, is, how did you get started as, as a kind of personal trainer? Um, well, you say easy, and funnily enough, when I knew we were going to have a chat about this, I was going to start off by saying, well, I, I qualified four years ago. It was a very late career change, but I started thinking about it and actually going all the way back. Um, we're talking just over 30 years as I took my GCSEs. Um, I was taking um, physical education. I was looking to take um, A-level physical education. And the way things go was just sort of encouraged down a more academic route at the time, um, continued to enjoy um, pretty much every sport going. Uh, my mother would tear her hair out that I was doing something different every night. So ballet, horse riding, athletics, cross country, and um, anything I could do to move. Um, so jack of all trades, master of none really. And as you said, um, came across you probably, I don't know, about 13, 14 years ago. And yeah. um, and was quite struck by sort of your training then, because I actually started training with you. I was working on reception, um, getting the benefits of a free membership whilst working in media um, and still enjoying my training and um, basically um, sort of fast forward a few years I remember you starting your first business and saying Hamina you know get get your gym instructor you can come and work for me and I've got my gym instructor but again I went off uh, on a media route and slowly but surely sort of became um, more um, in, I was exercising less. Basically, at about the age of 30, I was diagnosed with arthritic knees. And sadly for me, came across lots of physios who said, if it hurts, don't do it, which pretty much mm. stopped my exercise and its tracks. Anyway, my, my cut it long story short, I, I came into my last piece of work, which was documentary making. And I worked with a bunch of people who had Parkinson's disease, most of them early onset. So we're talking, 27 years of age to Parkinson's and watching these people on a daily basis um, lose their movement and how much effect that that had on them physically, neurologically, psychologically um, but they still maintained this great sense of humor and mm. um, I worked a lot we made a documentary over seven years watching them on a clinical trial and I just started to think Do you know what a couple of sore knees I really can't complain <laughs> I want to come yeah. behind the camera uh, where I'm watching these guys struggle I mean it, it was a great message we got the message out there but I thought I wanted I wanted to help other people I want to stop being sorry for myself not being able to do stuff um, and so um, yeah started um, at wild training doing some um, stuff with you and then uh, you put me on to um, somebody that could help me get my qualifications so they accepted the fact that I'd done my gym instructor uh, a while back and finished off the qualification and every day's been a school day since yeah 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 wicked oh man amazing and so and so yeah I mean that's that's the, the kind of you know 
partly my, my second question as well is, is you know you know for a lot of people I guess fitness and sport is is just an obvious passion and like a, a fun pastime and and I think for all of us the the idea of it being a career kind of kind of blindsides us you know and uh, and so obviously you, you had this yeah this documentary that kind of gave you the kick that I guess you you wanted to yeah get back into your fitness but I guess to be able to kind of share it with with more people and help them get, get the kind of benefits that uh, that yeah you were seeing through through these people I guess yeah yeah well it, ca- it, it came full circle for me as I said I remember coming home to my other half who's uh, very good at setting up businesses and he was mind mapping out a whole production company for me that's where I was going and I just came home one day and said I think I want to be a personal trainer and I picture it there he dropped his head in his hands and went right get the whiteboard out again let's let's plan it and I honestly thought he thought oh here you go it's just a whim of hers it'll last yeah. six months and and I'm aware that you know, I don't know, was it 80% failure in um, personal trainers in the first year? Um, Pretty high, yeah. And I, I feel very, very honoured that I'm entering, you know, I'm now into my fourth year um, and I'm still going strong. Um, but yeah, there is, there's something nice about passing on what I'm getting from exercise second time around. So whereas I thought it was all over for me and that you just settle into your 40s, get a bit fatter, a bit, bit more immobile, I'm suddenly, it is that cliche, I'm suddenly discovering strength and um, ability that I'd never even considered, let alone working on it. And mm. that puts a big smile on my face. And to be able to pass that on to somebody else, it doesn't matter whether they're 20, 40, 60. I've got an 82 year old that I'm teaching uh, Indian clubs to, and he loves it. Um, and uh, it's just literally talking about it gives you goosebumps to see him leave the session and go hmm yeah I quite enjoyed that actually and you're like yep yep I know that's going to change the rest of your day today yeah 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 and that's the thing isn't it I think uh, like you, you and me you know we, we, we sing the same kind of songs and, and I guess for a lot of people that that you know, can't imagine what we do day to day, you know, like our, our, you know, our families, our partners or whatever, you know, and they just think we, we rock up and we get people jumping around doing burpees or something <laughs> like that. But, uh, but the, the, the kind of joy that we kind of get to share with people through movement is is the buzz for the job that, that I think both you and I probably feel pretty similar about, right? Oh, yeah, for me, um, when I, because everybody's looking for their niche, everybody's looking for their selling point, you, you know, you need to make a career out of it as well. Um, pay the bills but um, I thought I can't come into this and say here's my before and after pictures you know I've lost five stone or whatever but what I could promise people is that I'd make them happy now that didn't get me a lot of business funnily enough to begin with because people are like what you know no I want to lose weight I want to fit into a size 8 dress um, but when you start to say look you, you won't get that immediately but I tell you what after one session I will make you feel awesome you'll go away with a big smile on your face and slowly but surely you see people move and this you know these are your average people we're not talking about athletes necessarily but I'm sure it it filters all the way up Um, but they start finding a self-belief in themselves and therefore suddenly the waistline or the the dress they were trying to fit into is less important but of course it's one of the benefits that you get as a you know um, alongside the feeling better anyway so but I think for me it's just psychological first it exercise is the best thing you can do for your brain um, from yeah. making 
yourself feel better, to um, staving off dementia, um, to keeping you positive. And, you know, um, I'm sure I'll speak for many uh, women of my age. Um, I turned 48 this year where you, you constantly think you should have your life all sorted out and you lack confidence and all the rest of it. And if it's if the one thing that exercise has given me is self-belief and um, oodles of confidence. Um, so, you know, if I, if I come up something hard in life and it could be giving a talk, it could be a podcast, it's knowing the, uh, the, the strength and ability that comes from exercising and um, yeah, the positivity from it. Yeah, no, amazing. And I, I think, you know, what you said there was was that, you know, you've got to make a business out of it, you've got to make a career out of it. And and, and you you know, you were mentioning that um, you know, we, we talk about helping average people, you know, we, we don't specialise in, in training athletes necessarily. Uh, but I guess the advantage to that is is even though everything you just talked about is is super valuable and, and obviously something that I guess everybody enjoys. That's that's why, you know, they come and train with us. It's not that initial kind of kind of, you know, demand of a client, you know, that's not what they're necessarily looking for is I want to tone up a little bit and lose a bit of weight. And it's like, well that's that's like the worst answer in the world because you'll never feel like you're toned enough and, and and you'll never feel like you're lean enough necessarily because you know there's external I guess motivators we know aren't aren't the best motivators but uh, but obviously from a business point of view like there's more there's more average people than there are athletes so I guess where where you know you, you said that trainers are often trying to find their niche and, and what what makes them you know unique what gives them a USP uh, to, to market their services to clients and it's like well actually you know by us kind of I guess looking at the general public and and you know average kind of people whatever that means that we have this ridiculous variety of of kind of techniques and systems and uh you know different styles of exercise that we we get to i guess lure people in it sounds like really terrible doesn't it like like we're trying to convince people to train with us but, but as in it's, it looks inspiring you know it looks fun and it looks it looks a lot sexier than when we talk about how it makes you feel happy you know what i mean like yeah. uh you know i think when somebody looks at us doing capoeira and things like that they go man i want to i want to be able to move like that yeah cool let's do it and they go oh no i can't do that what was it anyway, wait, wait, you can do that you just have to you have to start you know and that's the thing you know that's it's i guess our, our job is mostly about trying to get people to start because we've we've i guess tried to kind of find systems that uh, that create that that sense of achievement they have that skills acquisition you know they they help people feel like they are they are learning new things and achieving new things and obviously we know that becomes addictive you know we we love that as as i guess a, a species we like that ability to gain new skills and so i guess that's that's i guess your niche isn't it that your your ability to kind of show people loads of different kind of types of exercise that are going to benefit them and, and their goals yeah, the idea is talking, we were saying about from a business perspective, you know, ideally you, you get your personal training client and, and you're great and you hang on to them for as long as possible. But, you know, the, the, the purpose of our job really, rather than just making people turn up is to, as you said, get them addicted and make them love it. So, you know, them moving on to exercise by themselves should see, should be seen as a success, not a failure, because, you know, you've introduced them to some really interesting training sessions. And it's not, I should do it, it's, I love doing it. Um, and, you know, I, I keyed into what you were doing because, um, 
I, it brings out the kid in me. I, I love the fact that you jump from uh, strongman to uh, kung fu to clubs to, you know, for me, that's that's my whole childhood open again. I'm getting to do a little bit of everything. Um, but the nice thing is that it does feed into an overall well-being, fluidity and movement, strength, flexibility, power. Um, my problem is, is, is just being able to you know, focus on one thing enough to express it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, and that's it. I mean, you know, in, in terms of stars of exercise, I think, you know, I, I kind of came to Strongman in kind of 2016 when when I bought the, the Wild Training Gym and we had access to, to some kit that I'd never played around with before, you know, things like Atlas Stones and, and Logs and Super Yokes. And then, uh, and then yeah, you started doing some personal training with me and we started to obviously, you know, use some of the kit in, in kind of more athletic kind of like hit star training and then we got to the point where we we decided to organize the first wild strongman cup so this was a this is a, a pretty big competition that we had with kind of over 50 competitors i think and uh and you ended up taking the podium which was amazing right so that was uh, probably a style of exercise you hadn't necessarily planned on getting into right that you you smashed Oh my God, you talking about it now. Honestly, it is goosebumps and a smile comes across my face. If I do nothing else, the fact that I can turn around to people, I pulled a truck. I was, I mean, again, coming back to the personal training aspect um, and the self-belief was that, um, you know, I know you wanted us to get involved to show that, you know, women could do it as well and that you didn't have to be a particular stereotype to do it. Um, and yeah. you saying to me, you'll be strong enough, Hamina, but in my usual, you know, trying a little bit of everything, I was not um, consistent in my uh, strongman training leading up to the event. I, let's say I could have done more, but you said to me you are strong enough and I didn't believe it for a minute I thought do you know what I came into that competition and I thought if I can uh, one not injure myself and two not embarrass myself too badly then I've won in my books and I paced myself and it, it sounds a little bit big-headed but I think if I'd actually just push myself a little bit harder um, I, I could have taken the whole thing. I, I came yeah. second on the day and that blew my mind. But yeah. as I said, I, I have ridden off that since that when people say to me, I can't do that. And I went, let me tell you. And as I said, <laughs> that, you know, for me, that's like, if you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I totally appreciate, you know, what, you, what you're saying. Because, I mean, like, you know, I, I messed up my first two strongman competitions. I, I was a complete disaster. And I think, you know, people naturally think I'm a really competitive person. But I think I'm, I'm well, at least when I started doing strongman competitions, I was a rubbish competitor. Uh, and it's, it definitely took me a couple, you know, to get under my belt before I knew me as, as I, I guess, a competitive athlete. And mm. how, how to get the best out of myself at a competition. And like you said, like really get get myself on that limit where I'm 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 putting my absolute best down, but without the inconsistency of like making mistakes through through kind of you know pushing almost too hard. Yeah. I think that's that's a real skill. But obviously, I think you know you can appreciate like like uh, you know I found those competitions terrifying like everybody else you know and i think <laughs> nobody would think that i would say that right going you know because they think I'm, I'm you know a confident kind of trainer or whatever but um but you're you know not only am i going out into these strongman competitions as a personal trainer so if you lose oh, you're, you're a weak personal trainer right <laughs> and even though you know that you know uh, your team the other trainers and your your clients would be ridiculously supportive 
it's also like you know it's not it's not it's you, you would almost believe it with you, you know and uh and then you know i get to you know britain's you know natural strongman's competition under 80 kilograms and i was like I, it's not even just my career now it's like the entire brand's reputation is on this competition because like you know i've i've rocked up to the strongman comp and actively not trained like a traditional strongman and i'm like yeah yeah i think i think i should be able to win and you're just like oh my god if this doesn't work this is going to make wild training look awful right but i think i think you know my favorite photo of that entire competition the wild training strongman cup that you competed in was when uh, when I gave you a hug after you pulled that truck because I mean we call it a truck. This thing is like a proper lorry, right? And you rocked it, and uh, and yeah, it was definitely that was for me one of the most amazing things I'd seen, you know, as a coach. And uh, well, uh, and yeah, sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, you know, that you, you say you know you came second, but you know the the, the person to beat you is basically a full time kind of strength athlete and and um you know previous competitions i think and uh and yeah i think you you guys would probably go on to have some pretty rocking competitions you know if you kept going you know? so uh it was definitely an amazing thing to to kind of see and i think you you definitely represented you know women's strength training that day as as a group incredibly well and obviously since then it's it's not just inspired you but inspired a lot of people at the wild training gym people that you don't even train directly you know they saw you do that competition and were, were kind of blown away by it so i think it's it's really important for us as coaches to make sure we're still putting ourselves in those positions where we're terrified because we learn an awful lot from it and and actually part of our job is to inspire people and and, and kind of put ourselves into these aspirational positions and and that's definitely one way of doing it i guess Oh, absolutely. And as I said, you know, it's it stood me in good stead since. And I, you know, I am championing the, the older woman not to give up. Um, so, you know, you get a lot of youngsters going into it while, you know, like I did, I had natural ability uh, when I was young and you, you start to doubt uh, your not not only yourself but your body's ability um, and the other memorable moment for me was having um, done the, the hack squat um, I think we'd managed four barrels I've tried it once with you before the competition and nobody else would have known but he put the fifth one in and you just high-fived me as I came out to it and do you know what my my chest could have exploded with pride it was just like yeah, I did it. And and again, it comes down to that personal trainer um, side of things that, um, you know, whilst you don't have the, the confidence in yourself, I would never have done that in a million years unless you'd said, you're strong enough, you can do this. Um, and I, if I would have kicked myself knowing what I know now had I not done it. And as you say, put yourself yeah, in yeah, yeah. where you just test yourself. Amazing. All right, I mean, so... so... You got a, a career in media, making award-winning documentaries to, you know, obviously uh, somebody that's very passionate about fitness and sport that became a personal trainer. So so what's next? What's next in, in your own fitness or, or obviously in sharing your, your passion for exercise with others? Well, I still have the problem that I want to do everything. Um, <laughs> so without a doubt, the first two years of uh, personal training, as I said, yeah, well, every day was a school day but you know i was just trying to soak up everything i was trying everything i was convinced i should go on a million different courses and i've kind of slowed down a bit um and have enjoyed 
the camaraderie that we have at Wild and the mixture of trainers that we have. And listening, you know, you learn more after the qualification than you ever do in the qualifications. Um, and hands-on experience with your clients, um, learning how to read them and watching how they move and, and what makes them feel better. So, yeah, I've, I've tried to, um, three and a half years in, I've tried to stop myself from signing myself up to every single course. Um, the direction that I've sort of started to go in, I'd say there's two, which have, um, one's always been there and it's this having been injured is wanting to regain a fluidity of movement and hence you know the capoeira the motion um all this stuff that we're doing at wild at the moment is just amazing um having done the strongman and realized i could make myself strong if i wanted i lost flexibility in that and um <laughs> so wanting to and people live in pain and put up with it as if it's normal so it's it's wanting yeah. to say to people you don't have to there's there's always a way you can feel better no we might not be able to fix certain things but you will feel better um and the other side of it is again on a personal perspective um i'm probably approaching menopause at some point um and again i've put up with a lifetime of hormones that have been my enemy and i've started reading quite a lot of literature about you know um that um, we don't have to put up with it. You know, women can work with their natural rhythms and with their hormones. And going into menopause, it shouldn't be closing the door on everything and, you know, letting the skin get thin and the hair fall out and the bones get brittle. There's, a, you know, a million inspiring people out there that are now exercising into their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, um, and so on. So um, even more, it becomes more important to me. And it would be lovely to convince a lot of women out there that are perhaps not wanted to venture into the gym or um, you know are not enjoying it or suffering the hot flushes and so therefore and, and mood swings even you know again exercise has to be the best thing for your mood so trying to focus in on women of all age who are just battling those rotten mood swings and saying come on come and exercise it will it will help yeah 100 and you're you're definitely the right woman to, to kind of coach coach these women and hopefully inspire lots of people but i love i love what you said there about essentially slowing down and uh you know in your development and and it's something i talked to, to andy at uh, while training uh, about a lot in that when we're trying to support you know trainers in in their development in that there's there's a massive difference between somebody that takes some time to study a system and somebody that actually trains the system you know they, they train that style of exercise for months if not years as a regular part of their training routine those people understand they really know that style of exercise and then obviously completely transforms their ability to coach it effectively versus you know a, a trainer that's you know potentially gone on a course got the certificate but you know has have they really you know uh, lived and breathed that style of training and the variations of that that kind of uh training over a decent period of time and so i, I think you know this job is is uh, sometimes attractive to people that almost get addicted to self-development mm. i think sometimes it's uh, it's important to make sure that we take the time to essentially secure the, those skills and that knowledge over time which is the only way the job works right it's what we say to our clients you know these things don't happen overnight we have to we have to practice them 
consistently over time to gain the benefits and that's the same you know if we're trying to lose weight as it is if we're trying to develop our skills uh, to be able to coach as well so I think that idea of slowing down uh, you know your development is, is some really really good advice for, for other coaches as well so uh, so yeah that was amazing but uh, yeah thank you for taking the time out I mean to talk to us and uh, and yeah obviously just a, a really nice story to, to hear well it sounds very cheesy but it's it's lovely to talk shop and um, somebody once pointed out to me that you should draw a line in this business between um, what you're studying for your development and what you would just read or enjoy doing for fun anyway and that's possibly the hardest thing is you know if I go to pick up a book or magazine or watch a film it will be about food or fitness or well-being and um, and yeah so, and the other day somebody said why don't you take up a, a a hobby that's not associated with the job and it's really hard to yeah 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 i think that's that's probably what makes you such a good coach but uh all right guys so thanks for listening to to this episode of chat with the coach this is fitness inside out by wild training and i'm james griffiths if you like the show you can listen on apple podcasts spotify and google podcasts so subscribe to hear a new episode every monday next time on the show i'm going to be speaking to phil else and he is our martial arts expert he's probably the coach i spent the most time in my career actually being coached by so that should be a really exciting episode to listen to if you have any feedback or a question or even a topic you'd like to request for us to cover drop us a voice message as we always listen to all of them some of you had some comments questions from last show so uh, let's hear them now hi guys it's jenna here I just wanted to say that I'm really enjoying the podcast. It's really nice to hear some advice and insights from actual experts. And it's a really nice addition to what you guys are doing with your app. So keep up the good work. Hi, this is Gareth. I'm just wondering if you could tell us what the most cost-effective equipment is that I could buy uh, to exercise at home during lockdown. Hi, James. It's Ben here. Um, just wondering whether you could recommend or suggest some awesome um, body weight strength training exercises during this lockdown. I need to keep that um, that strength going, or at least try to improve it somewhat. So yes, any suggestions would be fantastic. So we'll answer those questions in the next episode of Chat with the Coach. Thanks for listening to Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training. We upload new content every Monday, so make sure you hit subscribe and let us know what you think of our channel.